everybody. It's time to roll for intent with the creator's corner. And I think we have a first today. Well, okay, so it's technically not a first, but it is a first. We have a returning guest. I think it's more like recidivism than returning, honestly. Think so? Yeah. It's a bad thing. Don't do it. Because <laughs> we, did, we did have on GM Liam. Yeah. That- that's releasing yeah. next week, so... Yeah, Liam was just back, so he's our second return guest. I totally wrong. This is what happens when we do shows so fast we've been doing nonstop. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, but Liam did a little bit different. Liam flipped the script on us. He captured that's, us and, and, that's and threw true. us in the studio. That, oh. That's not our... That's not our fault. Yo, my, my original statement stands, and I'm standing by that. You do it. You go for it. We have with us today, again, John Holmes, the fantastic author of Galarian Unseen Bloodlines. We gushed about quite a bit, and you all may remember from numerous amazing Sorcerer Bloodlines. Well, he is back today with something brand new. Not just amazing Sorcerer Bloodlines, but like he took the things that we wanted and threw them in, which I mean, instant win for me. Cryptid Bloodline? Come on. Just <laughs> just got me right there. Just grabbed me right in the soul. I wonder if he thought that he maybe we wouldn't go capture him again. Clearly he was wrong, but probably I mean, who knows? I'm just a sucker for, you know, having my products laid out before me and interviewed and interrogated but i thought this time i'll change it up you know instead of uh making a product for how you're born with great power now i've uh, made something about how you find an object with great power it's all similar themes so to be clear the content we are talking about is relics of power which uh is slated to be a two-parter the first one is out already uh and i think relics are neat they have a close they they're near dear to my heart we use relics in our podcast, uh, Roll for Intent. I am very fast and loose with the relic rules. I add things that uh, I think are cool, which I think is the whole point of the relic rules, right? Is you think of something I, I cool agree, that's yes. balanced, right? But you know what? Not everybody wants to take the time to make something cool uh, on their own, right? Sometimes it's better if you have a menu. And previously, and you write this in the foreword, uh, in the description of the relic rules they are honestly pretty limited you have 84 separate options from not a huge amount of themes right yeah it's about 14ish themes it's not a lot no it's not i mean think about the uh, breadth of characters that you can make and the breadth of motivations that your characters can have realizing that there's only 14 different themes finding things that fit within the theme and a power that fits within a usage for the character is kind of difficult. And honestly, more choice is awesome. Couldn't agree more. So what did you put together in, you know, we, we flipped through this and as always with so far, everything that we have looked at that John has done, there has been a great amount of care that has gone into these. There is attention to detail to make sure that is well-balanced and incredibly well-themed. Your theming, John, is always on point, and I absolutely love it. Well, thank you. So when it comes to themes itself and inspiration, the 
the primary inspiration for relics was I read each power that currently exists from Paizo's game, I believe it was the Game Mastery Guide that came out. And I just read each one and just thought, where's the rest? Because each theme gives you three minor powers, two major powers, and one grand power. Which if you take a relic to max level, you almost take every single power. You get two minor, two major, and a grand. So you're only missing one minor power. So your choice is, it's not that. So I wanted to fix that really, really badly. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like, you know, you've added a significant amount. Did you, you've added numerous minors, majors, and grand powers to each of the existing ones. And I particularly love the fact that you went through and you made a lot of these build on the existing powers that were already printed in the Game Mastery Guide. And so these, a lot of these exist as augments for those powers that are already there. And I really do like it when they're, you capitalize on some of the stuff that's already there, that it's not just ignored, that you're like, hey, you know, this could have been a lot better. And while it's cool when you first get it, it quickly becomes a non-entity because it's so weak, you don't bother with it so i i really love what you did with that well thank you no it was a deliberate design choice to go through and build the powers in such a way that as you say they built upon ones that already existed but also that they weren't self-contained as a chain i didn't want to build a minor major and then grand power that built into each other because then i'm just i'm not giving people more options i'm just building another tree next to the piezo tree and that doesn't really help players much, at least not in my opinion. Um, in terms of how many new powers there are, in part one, I double the relic power choices. Every theme got three new minor, two new major, and one new grand power. So you went from 84-ish to, uh, what, 168? Whoo, boy. Really, really working to be head of the class as always you know just pulling out all the stops like we've seen so much when we we get a a creator on here where the passion just oozes out of the volume they're always going above and beyond and almost overboard on what they put in here and i love to see that i i hate when we pick up something and thumb through it and oh yeah we we added you know I understand that you put a lot of work into this, but it's, you know, two weapons and a and one spell. Not that we've reviewed anybody specifically like that, but we've picked up stuff out of Infinite and looked at it and like, wow, this was not a lot for what we were expecting. If I pick up something by John Holmes, I expect to be overwhelmed in a good way. And you continue <laughs> to delight me with that. Well, now I've really got to keep it up, haven't I? (laughs) You do. You do. You have a reputation to maintain. That was not something I expected when I started doing this. (laughs) Maybe infamy, but not renown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Normally, you you go for the infamy. If you get the renown, it's a bonus. I just didn't expect it to happen. Not complaining, though. Just pleasantly surprised. So I want to kind of pick and jump through these, if we can. Uh, I'm sure Christian has some favorites. I know I have some favorites, both from new themes and from extant themes. Uh, I have some favorites. Christian has some favorites, and I'm definitely going to ask you what favorites you have, which ones you really enjoyed making. Uh, but I'm, I'm loving the air gifts. 
a lot. I mean, it's the first one there, so it sounds like it's low-hanging fruit as somebody that's just <laughs> looking at it. I'm like, oh, I just opened this. I got to pick one on the first page. <coughs> Absolutely not. Um, I love, uh, you have a major gift in here called Wind Blast that you essentially huff and puff and blow somebody's house down. Uh, you blast a torrent of air at your enemies in a line or a cone and do an athletics check to shove all creatures in the area away from you. And on a crit success, you also knock them prone. It's like hydraulic push, but it's attached to your relic. And this is one that doesn't have a prerequisite of being a worn item or a, a weapon or any specific type of relic. It doesn't have a prereq for it. This is just one that you're like, oh, yeah, this is the one I have to have because it fits my character perfectly. Yep. I think it's super cool. Um, I like anything that allows me to do uh, athletics maneuvers at range. And this is just a wonderful win for me. Yeah, it, it was, it's honestly a really fun one to do. And Battlefield Control, more freely available to more characters is always something I strive for. In the, the Celestial Gifts, a little bit farther down, you've got My Vow, My Word, My Sword, which is just okay. seems so on theme for a paladin, and I love it. It's so neat. You said it's your favorite? Just, let's let's, let's it hear it in your favorite. words, because this is <laughs> neat. Okay. My Vow, My Word, My Sword. Major gift is that cinematic moment where the protagonist, the hero, the paladin calls out the big bad evil guy and basically wants to 1v1 them. And this is the moment where they pledge their life, their honor, their everything to defeating the evil. And this is it materialized for you in a very simple mechanic that honestly I wrote and I considered briefly too powerful until I adjusted the, uh, the consequence. And that the consequence, consequence. Whoo, boy. <laughs> the consequence yeah, that, that, is amazing. That's a rough one. <laughs> so the consequence on this is, while this is active, and until the target is defeated, you become doomed to, oh no, oh yes. <laughs> yes. Now, yeah. to stress, the benefits are you get bonuses to hit, your save rolls, your skill checks, all against this individual. Um, yeah, resistance to damage equals yeah, your relic yeah, level. Most importantly, resistance relic to level. damage. Yes, right. this, this, with, this dovetails <laughs> with several other feats from multiple classes. So this isn't yes. even something that you're just like, oh, this is perfect, not a paladin. This is perfect on anything that has a targeting or a taunt mechanic, something that you can, you know, focus down a big bad or really anybody. This is great because yep. uh, this isn't even a once per day or anything. You could honestly do this all combat if you wanted to. I don't know that you would. Yes. But no, very neat. A, a doom, unless you take Die Hard, a Doom 2, a crit can kill you. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, the number of times <laughs> I have dropped players because of crits, it, Doom 2 is pretty awful. <laughs> but that was that was a very deliberate point. If I made anything less, you'd use it all the time. It'd be yeah. too easy. 
Like, this, this is like makes it have some weight. You've been beating on this guy for a while, and you're going through a war of attrition, and it's right at the end, and like half your party's on the yeah. verge of death, and you're like, "I'm after you. You're mine." And you pop this thing, you get your bonus. It causes a crit. Everybody cheers. There's hero points being thrown around. It's it's awesome. I love this. This is so cool. I'm gonna make somebody in our game take this. Yes, please. I love that it also has. Uh, the curse trait. Yes. So <laughs> great. <laughs> Honestly, picking traits is, it's not messy or complicated, but you sit down, sometimes you forget a trait exists. And then when you're searching through things, you see it and you go, wait, that's supposed to be over here. That's meant to be with this power. And curse was one of those. I forgot curse existed until about halfway through running this, I spotted and went, Oh, I need to go back for it. Curse needs to go in places. Yeah, I, I love the idea of intelligent relics too. Like we're getting, I think, some more intelligent item rules coming. So relics that are a curse that are intelligent is just such an interesting character theme to me and an interesting story beat to me that having these things that can essentially apply disparate traits to your items is such an awesome vehicle for great storytelling could you imagine an intelligent item that just enacts my vow my word my sword <laughs> when you don't want it to? <laughs> i don't like that guy no 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 stop it stop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I envisioned it like this sword has this vendetta against this very specific demon. And like every time it sees it, it just throws that power on whoever has it, which inevitably gets them killed. <laughs> or there's a there's a blacksmith in town that adds a rune improperly to him and he enacts it on the blacksmith and you're doomed until the blacksmith is dead. <laughs> Your GM is going to cry. <laughs> Or laugh hysterically. Both? Christian, you got any that are that are jumping out at you that you just have to you have to have on something, man. Oh, you know, I you have to build been, some story around. Honestly, I've been reading a lot. I've been going over the uh kineticist and looking at some of the elemental stuff. And I love what you did with all of the elemental abilities in here. And I can see so much use this coming year. I mean, elements is going to be the big thing for 2023. The mm. that the book coming out, uh, Elemental Rage, I believe, is the title of it. Rage they, of Elements. Rage of yes, Elements. Rage yeah, elements. they dropped the the cover. Looks awesome. So yeah, I I think you did a fantastic job, like Trevor said, with air, but on all of the elements. There is there's a lot of fun there. Uh, water in particular, when I was looking through the water, I love what you did with some of that stuff. Even the minor, like the erosion, getting into the lowering the hardness of an object. That's you know, some of that minor stuff is really fun to me. It adds a lot of flavor and it doesn't seem like much. But when you get to a point where you have characters that are trying to destroy an object, it's really detrimental, like even stone. I mean, it has a hardness eight. You're like, it's so hard to get through that. So having something that's going to take down that hardness really allows them to chew through that really fast. Right. And since it's a minor gift, they can get it early and it yeah. levels up with the level of the relic. So it stays useful. I like yep. it too. That's a good one. 
And even your grand gift, your your crushing grasp, again, it just takes me back to the our ocean conversation in the Sorcerer Bloodline where they just take this 10d8 bludgeoning damage and if it's a crit failure they're knocked prone and they're immobilized so you're just like this water just like crushing them holding yep. them in place and yeah I, I i particularly did enjoy the water one yeah fire is always fire you know it's actually so challenging to find things with fire that you're not like oh yeah it, it burns you it it does smoke it does I all these say- things so Immolation is cool. I think that one's yeah, a really, no, really I, neat one. I love the immolation. Fire was so hard to write. I won't lie. Right. And there's not a lot in the book to begin with. Well, yeah. Well, and to just be original with fire is so freaking hard. <laughs> so we have this uh, immolation, fire. Immolation was fun. And, and it's really hot. And, and it, it, it burns you. you. <laughs> the immolation, just because we, we spoke of this one, what it does is you get a five foot emanation uh, when you turn it on that everything within that aura suffers fire damage equal to half the relics level at the start of each round. And you deal extra pints, pints, extra points of fire damage with unarmed strikes. The flames don't have any effect on you or your worn equipment, but remember this is a five foot emanation. It says all creatures, your friends are vulnerable, which I also really think is cool. I love all of these things that have a give and take to the usage of the power, right? This doesn't have a duration, but if you have this on all the time, you're going to have problems. You can't human torch in a building, guys. It's probably not a good idea. Very neat. I love this. I love immolation. And you you hit the nail on the head with the give and take. Fire is not loyal. Fire will burn you. And that's why I considered, oh, making it not affect allies. I'm like, well, there's no fun in that. It's got to be dangerous to everyone. But um, the firepower that I probably love the most is actually Molten Lance, the other uh, major gift I wrote, which is just an anti-item, almost like you're pouring thermite on something. Just that really pesky shield or that door or that lock, and you just cut right through it. AKA heat metal a lot. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah, really, really <laughs> focused heat metal. Yeah, that one does 1d10 item to the object per two relic levels. So yes, you can absolutely the by a lot. <laughs> destroy something's shield at level yeah. six. No issue. Like easy. Bam. No more shield. Done. Bye. Fire. It's all damage. It's smoke. But I was like, fire destroys everything in its path. And I had to have a way for it to deal with objects. And Molten Lance is the result. I think another one that I know the elements, again, really cool. I did like the beast stuff, but eh, I think this one, uh, I really loved your uh, death gifts in this, too. They were really cool. And uh, particularly, like, if you're going with a weapon, and I feel, obviously, a lot of times your relics are going to end up being weapons, armor, shield-type genre stuff the these are just such great abilities and i i absolutely loved the uh grave detective where you get to cast talking corpse twice per day as an innate occult spell and yeah that so much fun to be able to do stuff like that yeah completely agree talking to the dead talking to animals all those little fun little spells and mechanics they just add so much to the experience when i'm gming that i I want them to be more available. 
And I can't help but notice that you you told us your format was you know three minor, two major, and one grand. Yet in death, there are two grand. Yes. Well, what happened was I wrote a grand power for death, then forgot I wrote the grand power, wrote a new one, and then decided I like each of them too much to cut one of them. So death now has a choice of three grand powers for your level 17 relic. Phrasma will be pleased. (laughs) Phrasma will certainly be pleased. I really like that first minor gift, Fear the Grave. Yes. Because it essentially does a demoralize, right? Uh, yeah. Without the, 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 the restriction of once every whatever cooldown, right? Yeah. Well, basically once a fight for <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming, though, because it's not explicitly spelled out, it may be in the Relic Rules, uh, the target makes a will save. Is it against, is it based on the Relic's level DC, then? Yes, it's calculated by the unless stated otherwise, it's the relics. Okay. DC. I just wanted to make sure because sometimes finding those supplementary rules can be difficult when you're looking through something like this. Okay, well, what's the will DC against? Is it my class DC? Mm-hmm. Is it the relic DC? So you know, just gotta check sometimes. No, definitely worth it. So when in doubt, go with the relics DC because that's also normally it. fair to your GM. <laughs> Who cares about the GM? He's not trying to have fun or anything. <laughs> no one likes them. Me, the permanent GM. Uh, All three of us, the permanent GM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Christian's, this game. Christian, the only time was, he doesn't really have to GM is in the podcast. And that's... that's about yeah, it. no, that is literally the only time I do not GM is the podcast. Otherwise, I'm running games at home. I'm running them in our Discord. I was literally running one... St- ended and jumped into this so <laughs> that is, that's so what's your favorite <laughs> in this book right we haven't even gotten to the second book that's not no, out yet not. right what's your favorite in this book and what inspired you to write that favorite okay so initial favorite is obviously my word my vow my sword so cool from the celestial powers it, it's so good and again I will admit to everyone listening, I took guilty pleasure in writing many of these titles. Um, But my favorite power is from the soul power section. And it's the grand power, balance the scales, where you have a slightly weakened version of effectively power word kill. And you can kill a target. And if you successfully kill a target, you can then bring another creature back to life oh that's it was cool. originally it was originally inspired by the my favorite prestige class from pathfinder first edition which was the envoy of balance which was literally all about balancing the scales and i they had a like a top tier prestige power and it's the 10th level power which was effectively something similar to this and i was like that moment of a character killing the big big, big bad evil guy and being able to resurrect their friend who died fighting that person, that ability is way too cool to not include somewhere. It, I, it's my duty to bring it back. And that's what I've done. I do have a question. On this one, it does have the positive trait. I understand that's probably because yes. there's a healing effect as well. So what type of damage 
is the damage? Is it positive damage? Is it untyped damage? It is untyped. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, because again, no. back to, I, I don't know if we did this on air or off air, but somebody's going to be like, well, it's a positive trait and it's not going to hurt a living creature. So they, no, this is cool. Shut up. Don't ruin this. Yeah, no. This it, is neat. It, I'll make it very clear to anyone. If I'm writing a piece of damage for an entry, I will write the kind of damage it is because it's so important. Positive trait is because it's got some healing as an after effect to after I've killed the person that matters the most to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got eight now, traits. They are stacked. Yes, they are stacked. <laughs> yeah, this one I think is like one of your most trait heavy ones. Yes. I Ryan, it was oh no. So John, I cannot help but notice there is a major formatting difference between this book and your previous book. <laughs> you could call it a glow-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the first book I wrote, Unseen Bloodlines, came out very soon after I joined the writing community, effectively. Um, and it was all done by me using whatever tools I had on hand. And frankly, it wasn't the uh, wasn't the cleanest cut. Um, I've been in the community a bit longer now, and I was approached by Eldritch Osiris Games, EOG. And long story short, they offered to take all of the PDF editing and formatting off my workload, leaving me more time to write the actual content. And while I could spend money and time teaching myself it eventually, I simply just don't have that time. And they're such a lovely group and they're so supportive. They've been helping me prep demo material for third party con for Bloodlines, believe it or not. Nice. So very cool. Them them reaching out for this because they were really interested when I said I was doing a relics book. They were like, We we want to help because relics need more content. So yeah, we talked it out and they were willing to take all of this more stressful aspect off my workload, uh, which I'm very appreciative of because, frankly, um, doing the layout and the images for the first book was way more stressful than balancing 20 bloodlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the for- formatting this stuff is rough. I just released something on my Patreon this weekend and it was like the amount of formatting and like look at stuff and like, ah, oh, I need something to go here. Do I want to write more? Do I want to get art to go here? What exactly. do I want to do? And I need to pull out a paragraph. I need to add two sentences. I need to do all of this stuff. It is awful. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it was very stressful for me doing bloodlines in that context the writing fine the formatting awful and just yeah i, I can't say positive things so they really helped me out um and they are going to go back and give bloodlines a glow up as well nice which very i'll neat. be very appreciative of yeah very very cool and for those of you that don't remember bloodlines we gushed about that we i know we said at the beginning of this but bloodlines <laughs> is so cool go buy bloodlines if you haven't already if you've ever played a sorcerer and you haven't looked at the Bloodlines book, punch yourself and then go buy the Bloodlines <laughs> book. And I'm really, really pushing John to have him get this into Path Builder too. I'm riding him hard. We'll see if he cracks. It, it, <laughs> I, I've cracked. I will do it. You will get all 20 new Bloodlines in Path Builder. Just give me time. Woohoo. But you'll get it. 
You You're welcome, it? audience. <laughs> this is just the first of a planned two-part for this, two sets of relics. We have the, the first part, which is great and awesome, and you're just going to go hard and do more. Yes. In the second book, we're adding, we're adding more of these themes. Uh, we noticed you got wood and you got metal, so you're going to lean into that Rage of Elements theming. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm excited for all of this other stuff, not only for you being able to get more content out there, but for uh, the readers to be able to have this, you know, kind of drip feed of stuff. I mean, Battle Zoo is kind of doing it with their Year of Monsters and getting a new ancestry every month. Anytime you get something that this is really cool, but by the way, more is coming. That is always awesome. And that's definitely what's happening here. And you gave us an ad advanced copy of this one yes. to take a look at. And it is just as cool as the other one, just as, uh, laden with wonderful awesome traits to inspire uh, not only your selection of these relic gifts uh but rping them because that's just as much of these as the mechanical version in my opinion because the relic is really part of the character that holds it it's an extension of them uh and yes. that's why another reason why having so much more of these is so much cooler because it helps you build a better extension of the character when you have more options to choose from uh you did a lot of selecting from extant parts of 2e traits uh we were talking a little bit off air about it you brought in theming based on Oracle Mysteries, which is something that I think is really untapped within the rest of the system, because we talk about these Oracle Mysteries as something that's like primordial and innate to the universe, but they're not used very often outside of the Oracle. So bringing those into the Relic, you know, obviously you have like, you know, Flames Oracle. Okay, Flames are all over the place. But Dreams, Bone, Cosmos, Ancestor. That's awesome. Being able to use the existing design space and finding the slots within the current theming to bolt in more in a seamless fashion is, I, I have to applaud you. Like, literally, I'm clapping because this that, that was a lot of thought <laughs> and a lot of work to find the right places to put those things in where you could hold the theme and hold the mechanics both in high regard and you've absolutely blown it out of the park again thank you it's you know it's part two is 10 new themes i say new not currently paizo done themes and that's everything from ancestors to travel into wood and each one has as many themes as the old themes now have so that's six minor four major and two grand powers and let me tell you ryan six minor powers for 10 themes was not fun. <laughs> you, get, you get through two and then you go, huh, what do I do now? But I'm glad right, you did I, it so we don't have to. Yes, no, and that's exactly the point of me doing this. But you're right. I, I went and looked at those things, those themes within Pathfinder 1E and Pathfinder 2E that really clinched a, a style 
a a theme of a vibe just a almost a spirit of a character whether it be a cosmos theme or a theme of their ancestors and i thought relics were perfect for this and the fact that they already existed as oracle mysteries or previously existed as oracle mysteries only solidified that people wanted these options people liked these options so why aren't they there so i fixed it at least i tried to one of these that really jumps out to me as something that i can see a lot of people taking just for the mechanics of it uh in the battle theme a minor gift the experience of ages you get a level one or level two class feat from one of the martial classes, fighter, barbarian, champion, gunslinger, monk, rogue, or ranger that you would qualify for. You get access to either a level one or level two class feat. That is huge because there's so many things that are, you know, okay, I don't want to waste a whole archetype and then have to use two levels of an archetype to get quick draw or strong arm or something like that. That is, this would really benefit my character. However, I don't have the, the design space within the character itself. That's a really great way to shore up theming again within a character is bind it to the items that they're carrying. The relics are such a great vehicle for that because they're supposed to be unique and powerful and weird and cool. Completely agree. And the whole battle theme is all about not just making you better in combat, but just giving you these little buffs that are more than just to hit and to damage. It's experience, it's unique actions, it's bonuses on rolling for initiative, like as in three actions when you roll. Because it's it's far too easy to put a, a numerical bonus, and it's also too easy to make it too powerful that way. Pathfinder 2E's math is so tight, it doesn't really allow for much of that. At least not over, you know, what is it, 12 powers? You might get away for two or three, and then, well, then you're out of ideas. But so tell me, you like, you like the battle theme. Is that, as you say, is that the vehicle that you, you love seeing the visualization of what the relics are giving, or is it actually the mechanics itself? I think it's a little bit of both, because a lot of the relics that, like my idea of a relic, right, is a weapon with a history, not just mm-hmm. a future, but a past. Um, and so many items within the game um, are things that were found. I love the idea of finding a relic, right? You are delving into a dungeon and you are you find the corpse of something that was a great hero that was slain by a great evil and their weapon is there. And, and the idea of the, 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 the battle that it was in and, and the pain and the rage and the despair of the person that was holding it somehow maybe awakening something in this relic, this item and creating a relic, not just, you know, intelligent or cursed or, Oh, it's got a striking rune, but, Having a story associated with the item that speaks to the reasoning for the gifts that it has. And battle is maybe too on the nose, maybe some people would say, but it makes sense for Magic Warhammer. Okay, well, it's not just a Magic Warhammer. You pick this up and suddenly 
you feel stronger and you can power attack now. Neat. Cool. It's neat yep. and it tells a story. I love it. Yeah, exactly on that point. When I was writing these, I was thinking, well, when the player wants to be carrying the family's heirloom sword that they retrieved from that burning down estate or they're wearing Uncle Jim's lucky traveling boots or you know their sister's lucky coin, you know, it, it gives you a lot of uh, opportunities and potential. Yeah, I would have lots to say, I'm sure, about part two. However, no one sent it to me until right when we started recording. (laughs) That's on on me. I thought I did. And oh, my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't actually cracked this open. (laughs) These are all new. They are all cool. It is dripping with theming. It is dripping with amazing mechanics. I cannot... uh, I can't stress enough how neat this is. And I believe these are being priced at f- about five bucks a piece. Yeah, it's $4.99 per book. Um, they'll be bundled. And if when the bundle is released, if you already own part one, you'll get a discount. So you can just get part two easy enough. And part one is out. And part two is going to yes. be dropping shortly before Treasure Vaults is coming, yes? Yeah, we're thinking about a week before Treasure Vaults. It should come out just to... You know, enjoy that hype. We can look down in the description for a link to part one. Whenever part two comes out, uh, we will make sure that the link is added to the description as well. So you can easily find that on Pathfinder Infinite. Though, if you search for John Holmes or you search for Galarian Unseen, you will find it. Um, And I highly recommend picking up all the Galarian Unseen content, which to date is two. About to be three, and I really hope that John has more in store for us over the next year or so. Oh, there's plans. I've got plans. Well, John, you are always welcome on our show whenever you have anything that you are getting ready to release and want to let people know about it. We will always be happy to have you on. Thank you very much. It's always lovely to be here. I think that's about all we have for this week. And as always, I'm Christian. And I'm Trevor. And you guys have a great week. Bye, y'all.